Hello and welcome back to the Soccer Brothers Podcast. This is episode number 11. I'm your host, Soccer Tar, and as always, I'm joined by my brother, Nihal. How are you doing, Nihal? Oh, I'm doing, I'm doing okay. You know, of course, Mexico won the Gold Cup final. Uh, we lost the third place match. Also, uh, I know we promised that Boxy Yumbo would be on the show, but unfortunately, our plans fell through. Um, which is unfortunate, but you know we're working on another guest, and maybe even Boxy, he might be able to come back. So we do have World Cup qualifying on our side, though. That was pretty. That nice. is coming up. Yes. No. I oh, meant, the group. I, I meant like yeah, the group. <laughs> we have good news to counter. Yeah, that's true. News. But let's talk about let's talk about the Gold Cup first. All right. Mexico beat Jamaica 3-1 in Lincoln Financial Field in Philadelphia. Mexico was lifted over Jamaica thanks to goals from Guardado, Corona, and Peralta. Darren Maddox scored a goal in the 78th minute, but it proved just to be a consolation goal as Mexico were crowned. Gold Cup 2015 champions. Uh, so, what were your general thoughts on this game? Oh, man, what if Simon Dawkins puts that shot away early on, right? Yeah. The match is totally different. You know, 3-1 to one is a harsh, harsh scoreline on Jamaica. I thought Jamaica were in the match the whole way. Um, but, you know, Guardado was just a fantastic player in the midfield. He obviously won the golden ball for the tournament. And then Jesus uh, Tecatito Corona, a great, great young player at uh, FC Twente in the Netherlands, um, I think he won Young Player of the Tournament. Um, so, you know, good performances. Good performance by really the whole Mexican team. The defense was a little bit shaky from time to time. Um, they didn't control possession as much as they thought they would. Um, but I, this was by far Mexico's best, perf- bar none, their best performance in in the Gold Cup, aside from that first match against Cuba, which I don't, yeah, which doesn't really count. Um, so. You know, they, they looked really good. They looked really good. And Guardado had a fantastic goal. Um, and th- that first goal, that volley was insane. I mean, that's such a hard technique to do. And, you know, he's just such a classy, classy player um, on and off the pitch. So, you know, congratulations to Mexico. It's their seventh gold cup, their tenth continental championship. So, um, yeah, congrats to them. And uh, we'll be playing them on October 9th in, in the Rose Bowl. So Yeah. So, obviously, before this match, there was a lot of controversy surrounding Mexico and uh, with the ref situation and all their games. Um, In this game, uh, Joel Aguilar, uh, an El Salvadorian, or is it just Salvadorian? Yeah, Salvadorian. (laughs) Salvadorian referee ref this game. Um, So, how did you you assess his performance? Uh, I mean, he was better than the last two refs, for sure. Um, I think he was a little bit harsh with the... uh, with the cards early on in the match. He was a little bit inconsistent, like CONCACAF referees always are, um, in terms of, of producing cards. I think um, Austin, the Jamaican captain, should have been sent off for a second yellow twice, actually, so in the first half. So, um, you know, I guess you don't want to send off a player in the final, but, you know, you got to keep it consistent. Um, but, you know, better than the last two. There's a reason why he was refereeing the final. Um... And, yeah, you know, Mark Geiger was apparently taken aside by CONCACAF and, and admitted that he made refereeing mistakes, <laughs> you think. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I don't really. But the, he, uh, Aguilar was, was good, I would say. He was decent. He was, he was very good in CONCACAF terms. Yeah. So a lot of people didn't expect Jamaica to make the finals. So do you expect Jamaica to have this kind of success later on in the cycle? Oh, they're in a tough group. Yeah. They really are. And, you know... I honestly think if they make it past the first round, I think they can get into the World Cup, or at least into that fourth spot for qualification. Um, you know, they have t- they have young talent uh, mixed in with, with older players. They have pl- players playing at a high level. Mariapa from the right back playing for Crystal, or their right back playing for Crystal Palace. 
Um, you know, Giles Barnes is obviously a very good player. Their winger is McClary. Um, and, uh, oh, what is the other guy's name? McEnough, um, are both very, very good. Uh, they have a good nucleus. They have a good core. Got to sort out the goalkeeper situation. Hopefully Andre Blake, who was on the bench, um, blossoms into a great goalkeeper. He was the number one pick in the MLS Super Draft last year, I believe, or the year before. So, um, you know, that if they get that sorted out, you know, they have a great team. Um, and their, their defense was 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 absolutely uh, solid. Number 20, I can't remember his name. Um, he was... That he was so good, and he was probably one of the best defenders in the whole tournament. So, um, you know, obviously no one expected them to make it this far, but they had a great Gold Cup, and they were deserved runner, runners-up in, in, in this tournament. So I just want to ask this question. Despite everything that happened with Mexico and the refereeing, are they the best team in CONCACAF? I, I don't know. I, I really don't know. I don't think so. I think the U.S. is right up there with them. Um Obviously, Mexico had to play Costa Rica in the quarterfinals, but Panama was a much easier opponent than Jamaica, I'd say. Um, but they were able to beat—they were able to beat Jamaica when it counted. Um, I think the U.S. actually controlled their match against Jamaica a lot more than a lot more than Mexico did. Um, Mexico were just able to finish, and they got a little bit fortunate with the bad giveaways in the second half. Both of their this, goals two and three were just terrible giveaways. Um, but, you know, we'll see. You know, that question will be answered on October 9th, I think. Yeah. So, in the Rose Bowl. Pretty nervous for that game. Yeah. Well, we got some time. Got some yeah. time to integrate some younger players. But Klinsman did say the roster will look similar to this one, which is just why. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so why don't we get into the U.S.? Um, the U.S. M&T faced off Panama in PPBL, PPL Park on Saturday as both teams looked to claim third place in the 2015 Gold Cup. Panama got on the score sheet first as Roberto Nurse scored in the 55th minute. Clint Dempsey claimed his seventh goal of the competition with a 70th minute goal to level it. It went into extra time after that, and neither team managed to score in the 30-minute period. In penalties, Luis Mejia finished the game after saving DeMarcus Beasley's shot. Panama managed to win 3-2 in penalties. Wow. How did you assess USA's performance in this game? Uh, uh. <laughs> well, two games against Panama, two one-one draws in this tournament. Um, they they were uninspired. They yeah. were sluggish. They were disorganized. They were just, in short, they weren't good. They weren't good, and to be honest, we got lucky to score a goal. Uh, what was it? At one point, Panama was shooting us, out shooting us like twenty to four. Twenty to four, twenty to four against Panama. I mean, this shouldn't be happening against any team, to be honest, in the world. Yeah, I mean, twenty to four is absolutely ridiculous. Um, and oh man, we got shot out all or outshot all tournament. And you just have to wonder: is the four four two working? I don't think so. You know, I. Kaladi said, "Klinsman, we don't we don't base um, our decisions after one game." So, uh, he said, "Klinsman's job was faced." But the thing is, if he loses on October 9th, then that means he's lost three competitive matches in a row. So yeah. I mean, I, I, I that's not one game. Um, I mean, Klinsman really, really should be in the hot seat. We need better wing play. We really do. Obviously, Zusi was playing instead of Bedoya. Bedoya is a better player, and. You know, Yedlin's performance, it just makes you wonder, why did he not play more in this tournament? Why was he not off the bench earlier against Jamaica? Yeah. 
I mean, he he was very. I think he was our only good player. And Dempsey, of course, is just class. Yeah, and he proved that. I mean, yeah. there are a lot of questions like surrounding whether, like, how much longer is he going to be good? Right. And he but was. We are at a crossroads here because if we want to play that proactive four three three style, Dempsey doesn't really fit into that equation. Yeah. So it, it'll it'll be interesting. And neither necessarily does Johansson. But what I can say is, I think well, that you can put him out wide. Yeah, that's true. But what I what I can say is that I think that Bradley would be a lot better in a four three three with an, an attacking mid because he would have a lot more room. Yeah. Because having two strikers like Clint Dempsey and Johansson does not give Bradley much right. space to work with. Right. Bradley Bradley playing underneath the striker with two defensive mids behind him. Yeah. Is is really good. That would be really yeah. like Jones and Beckham. But then where do you put Bedoya on the wing? Or? Yeah, Bedoya yeah. on the wing. I mean, this is assuming Dempsey isn't there. Bedoya on the wing. Maybe Yedlin on the other wing, and someone up top. I mean, you know, we have a long way to go to the 2018 World Cup. We have no idea who's going to, you know, who's going to be on that roster. Yeah. But, I mean, I mean, based on what we saw by the U.S. in this Gold Cup, we have to treat all these games seriously in World we Cup do. qualifying and no, 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 against I, Mexico. It's no cakewalk. Yeah. It really isn't. I mean, the USA 100% should qualify for the World Cup, but it's not going to be easy. Yeah. I mean, you have a potential... You have the potential of Mexico. Um, who else is in there? Hondur- Mexico, Honduras, the United States, uh, Costa Rica, and either Jamaica, Haiti, or um, oh, who else is in that group? Panama. Panama. And then U.S. and probably Trinidad. I mean, yeah. those are those are not easy. I mean, we saw it. Those aren't easy teams to beat, especially on the road. Keep in mind, this whole tournament was in the U.S. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. So, so that's a good segue into my next question. Is it fair to say that this Gold Cup isn't reflective of what the U.S. can actually do? Meaning, can we say that, oh, this is just a fluke, uh, the U.S. is a much better team than this, and, you know, whatever. Well, it's definitely an interesting Gold Cup. I would say yes and no. With this group of players, yes, it is reflective of what they can do. Uh, in terms of the U.S. pool, No. We have an Ethan Finley. We have a Darlington Nagby coming in. We have Benny Failhaber. We have young talents like Jordan Morris and Bobby Wood. And, I mean, not to mention Jeff Cameron, who... Jeff Cameron, yes, yeah. thank you. Go ahead, no, go. what were you going to say? I mean, Jeff Cameron, obviously, he was held back by Stoke. He is a player that would be playing on his first team if he wasn't held back by Stoke. He's and, a top five player yeah, in the pool. Top five player, probably a top five defender in CONCACAF. Yeah, probably. He's about to make his 100th cap for Stoke City. Yeah. And he's playing right back. Yeah. And, I mean, he would be really good in the defensive midfield role. You know, I, I don't know why no one's talking about him as a replacement for Kyle Beckerman, including myself. I mean, he'd be really good there. Yeah, certainly more ready than Will Trapp. Yeah, oh, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I love Will, so. <laughs> so you talked about that Jurgen said he he is going to put a similar starting squad in these upcoming games, World Cup qualifying and in the Confederations Cup qualifier. Do, do you... Do you want a similar squad going forward, or do you think it's just a bit of meshing? No. Or I, I re- actually, I really don't know. I think the four four two diamond is not working because no. we don't have possession. We can't control the midfield in that formation, especially with Beckerman back there. Yeah. So I, 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 I really, I think Beckerman should. I, you know how much I really, I like Beckerman, but he's he, he in this tournament we saw he's done. Yeah. He's absolutely done. So he should be gone. Wondolowski should be nowhere near the U.S. national team. 
Josie should be on the roster. At least, how much more comfortable would you have been with Josie coming off the bench instead of Alan Gordon? I thought Alan Gordon was good, but seriously. No. And Josie Josie has an incredible CONCACAF scoring record, so. Josie started on Sunday, or on Saturday, against against Columbus. So, you know, I wish Jurgen, I don't know, maybe he wasn't fit. I wish Jurgen would just have said, would just have said he's not helping the team right now. But how, but, you know. I think one thing, we talked about changing to the 4-3-3 before. I think that Jossie Zardis could be a lot more comfortable in a 4-3-3 than a... Is an winger? Yeah, than See, a diamond. He's kind of playing a, a wide central midfield role. Yeah, yeah. Which is... And we've seen that, we've seen that before. I mean, I mean, Discarude's played this supposedly outside midfield role, right. but he's actually playing central midfield. Yeah, they pinch him. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it really, it really comes down to... I, I will say, I think the center backs are getting way too much crap. Because I think Brooks is by far... I think Brooks is the best center back in the pool. I, I Yeah. Uh, Alvarado... we don't play Cameron at center back. Right. I mean, I still think Brooks is up there. Alvarado has has a long way to go, I'd say. But Brooks with a you know another player... I mean, like, Matt Miazga is going to be a stud. We have players coming through. Cameron Carter-Vickers, Matt Miazga, Eric Palmer-Brown. Um, so we do have players coming through that could pair with John Brooks in the future. So that's a position, actually in the pipeline we're really strong at. Um, but right now, you know, this is a problem. We're in sort of a weird, weird period right now because we have either players who are too old or too young. Yeah. The only players, like, that are in Bradley. their prime, Bradley and Fabian Johnson and even Bedoya. And by the World Cup, they'll be 30. Yeah. But then we'll have other players in their prime. Yeah, yeah, Perhaps we will. Discrewed. Yeah. Yeah, but like players like Zellam and Rubin, they'll only be twenty and twenty-one. So, yeah. I mean, I think Rubin, Rubin might be the. I think Rubin could be the starter on this team now, at striker. Mm. You know, I like, mean, I mean, we won't know, but yeah, we. I mean, like, I mean we, uh, Morris could start, I guess. Really, I mean, if you're talking about changing to a four-three-three. With one striker, I mean... No, you put Morris, Rubin, and Wood up top. Oh, okay, okay. So you're talking about for 2018. Okay. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, yeah I guess. <laughs> well, although, well, it'll be interesting to see if Morris gets released by Stanford, because they actually have a match on October 9th. Yeah. <laughs> Stanford <laughs> versus Washington. That's, that's just so weird to think about. Stanford versus about Washington or, or Mexico versus U.S. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. But I mean, let's not count out Dempsey. I mean, he hasn't shown any signs of. I mean, he should start against Mexico. Yeah, but he'll be thirty-five. So I don't know. I mean, I mean, we just have to see. He'll be thirty-five. I mean, he has to be willing to play a certain style. I mean, obviously, he's still a very, very classy player. Yeah, but uh, I mean, classy. Classy as in, in terms of skill. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, he showed his class in this tournament. He he's probably a, he is the best goal scorer in our pool. Yeah, definitely. So, so why don't we talk about Panama? Uh, obviously, Panama didn't have a strong group stage, finishing third in Group A with us. How did they return it around in the knockout rounds? Uh, they played better. It's that simple. They played better. Um, I mean, to be fair, they only won one game in the knockout rounds, and it wasn't penalties against Trinidad. Um, so but technically, tri- they didn't win it. Huh? Technically, they didn't win it. Well, yeah, it was definitely a draw, I guess. So I guess they didn't win any matches. And, but, um... But, I mean, they should have won against Mexico. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they they outplayed Mexico uh, in terms of being a man down. So, 
Uh, you know, Panama's a good team. Roman Torres, as I've said before, is a great center back. Um, they have some talent, Luis Tejada. But I really don't see I don't see them getting out of the group in, in, in qualification. Really? No. I think Jamaica gets through. Jamaica, yeah. yeah. They'll be, they'll be playing Nicaragua to get in a group B. It's just a shame that Haiti and Panama don't... Re- or what, Haiti, Jamaica, Panama, or Costa Rica, like, two of those teams aren't going to get through. Yeah. It's a shame. Yeah, well, why don't we get into uh, World Cup qualifying groups? Three preliminary groups were drawn. Wait, wait, wait. I just want to say one thing quickly. Yeah. Uh, Clint Dempsey won the Golden Boot, and Brad oh, Guzan yeah. won the Golden Gloves, so there's that. Do you think Brad Guzan deserved the Golden Glove? Uh, I don't know. Maybe Pinedo? I... Yeah, I, I don't know. Last time. I just feel like I was never like thoroughly impressed with Guzan. I mean, I mean yeah, there, there some game. moments. He had a great game against Panama. Yeah, yeah, he did. He well, was by far the man of the match. That's true. Well, he had Lin. He had he like eleven or twelve saves or something, something like that. Yeah. Um, group B certainly looks the hardest, just like what we were talking about. Panama, Costa Rica, and the winners of Nicaragua, Jamaica, and Haiti, Granada. Yeah, it's going to so, be Jamaica and Haiti. Can you count out Nicaragua? I mean, you probably yes. can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, they had a chance they, to... They've well before. They, they had a chance to qualify for the Gold Cup. If they couldn't do that, how do you expect them to qualify for, for the Hex? I don't, but I was, I was just posing the question. Right. <laughs> well, moving on to Group C, you have the U.S. and Trinidad and Tobago... And you also have the winners of St. Vincent and the Grenadines and Aruba, and the winners of Antigua and Barbuda and Guatemala. Yeah, this is pretty straightforward. U.S. and, US and Trinidad are getting through. Good oh. to see, it'll be good to see them back in the And the playoff winners will be Guatemala and Aruba? Or? Well, I think Antigua has a shot. Do you think, uh, I don't, St. Vincent and the Grenadines no. have a shot? No. No. I mean, maybe. I don't know. I guess I don't know anything about them, so I guess I can't really count them out. But you do know about Aruba, so... No, I don't. I've just been there. <laughs> it doesn't mean I know anything about I, them. I feel like... I feel like I've seen them play at one time or another. No, I don't... I don't think you have. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, uh, moving on to Group A. We have Mexico and Honduras and the winners of Caracol and El Salvador Curacao. and Canada and Belize. <laughs> it's Curacao. 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 If we have any people from there listening... Wait, right, wait, but I thought that, that symbol under the C means, like, ch- like Chelhangalu? No, that's in Turkish. In oh. French, it's a S. Okay. Yeah. Like Francais. Okay. So, first, match <laughs> one of the third round, um, Caracau... Curacao! Curacao, or El Salvador. El Salvador. And Canada and Belize? Canada. And what two teams are going out? They're going through... Uh, I guess you gotta say Mexico and Honduras. I hope Canada somehow gets through. It'd be nice to see him back in the hats. But if Floro's the head coach, they're not going anywhere. But they do have young talent. They have they have uh, Kyle Lahren, who just had a hat trick actually. Um, and then we have uh, who else do we have? So we have Russell Tiber and um, Jonathan Osorio. Kyle Becker. Kyle Becker. Yeah, yeah. Um, also talking about those MLS players, I know I usually do MLS review and the power rankings. Uh, on Monday, but I think we're gonna we're gonna do that on Wednesday. Yeah, we might start doing that on Wednesdays from now on. Actually, nice like midweek point. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. So why don't we talk about some European transfers? A few is days that, ago, is that it with Concacaf? I mean, those are all three groups. Do you want anything else to say? You have the floor. Should we talk about Should we talk about the preliminary draw show? <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. What are you, What were your opinions on the performance? 
<laughs> well, you missed the you missed the let's get the let's get the party started and, and like yeah, I did miss that. What was like a Russian spinoff of that? Or? No, they were just dancing. It was pretty cool, I think. Really? I mean, I left after the cod capture. There was some actually. I in this episode we have we're not ta- we didn't talk about the European draw. Yeah, yeah, we we could. I how, guess, how about in the next few episodes we leave a part to talk about like, yeah, each yeah. part? We will do that. And then, well, yeah, we'll do an episode per thing. For, we'll, talk, we'll, we'll definitely start talking about World Cup qualifiers more. But uh, there was a group with France, Netherlands, and Sweden. So that's pretty tough. Yeah, it is. Um, and remember, in, in European qualifying, only the first team gets automatic qualification to the World Cup. Uh, team 2 gets into a playoff. Yeah. So. Does every Team 2 get into a playoff? Yeah. Okay. Um, so, yeah. It was, it was a very interesting show. Sepp Blatter and Vladimir Putin meeting. Wow. Yeah, that was crazy. <laughs> wow. Um, They're buddies, apparently. Yeah. All right. Sorry. I just want to talk about the show. It was just kind of funny. Yeah, it was. So you want to talk about European transfers now? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So Benteke to Liverpool was confirmed a few days ago. Uh, will this be enough to replace the contributions of Sterling in the attack? Uh... It's it's an interesting it's Different an interesting players, buy. I mean, he's obviously a very very good player, but they also I mean they have Sturridge and Ings and Benteke. Don't they have someone else up there too? I guess they have Ricky Lambert. Um, yeah, I thought I they got someone else. Oh, Balotelli. Oh, no, no, no. Well, Balotelli's there, but he's on, he's on the outs. Roberto Firmino, he's also going to be there. Yeah. So it'll be interesting. Thirty-two million euros is a lot for potentially a backup striker. And then does Danny Ings fall to third? I mean, does Sturridge play on the wing? Does Brendan Rodgers decide to play two up top? These are the questions we ask. <laughs> last last window for Liverpool is really, dumb. really confusing, too. No, it wasn't dull. They I, made quite a few buys. dumb, dumb. All bad. Oh, yeah. And then Markovic is a good buy. Yeah, Markovic is a decent buy. Oh, no, no, Lana was decent, too. But, wait, no, no, they made a really... Okay, so they, they got Ibe, they, which they, was just kind of confusing. I thought he was from the youth setup, no? No. They bought him? They bought him. Um... Well, I can replace Sterling, maybe. And then, wait, who's the other buy that they made? They have, they got Alberto Moreno, Deja Lovren. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he wasn't good. Yeah, he wasn't good. Arsenal won the Emirates Cup. Did you see that? Yeah, I did, actually. Yeah. Um, <laughs> We're all over the place. Yeah, we are. <laughs> it's okay, it's fun. Fun it, times at Soccer Brothers. <laughs> In other news, Sergio Romero signed as an... As an unattached player, signed for Manchester United. Yeah, well, it looks like Valdez is on its way out. Uh, Valdez and Louis van Gaal, Gaal got into a little bit of a spat up in Manchester, or across the ocean and up in Manchester. Um, and, you know, it doesn't... It looks like he's on his way out. De Gea's probably out next year. Romero is, once again, a backup keeper at a club. I mean, he doesn't... He's, I mean, he was never really a starting keeper for any club. I mean, he was. Wasn't he in, like, Bulgaria a couple of years ago? I'm not sure. Wait, is, is De Gea confirmed to be staying? For this year, it looks like he'll be staying. Okay, yeah, that's what I read. So, I mean, it looks like Romero will be the best club. I'm sorry, will be um, the starter next year. I, I was thinking, Romero said that Manchester, it's an honor to play for the best club in the world. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for clearing <laughs> up that one. <laughs> Uh, Ghanaian Andre Ayew went from FC Lorient in Liga to Aston Villa. What can uh, you bring for I Aston Villa? I believe it's Lorient. I am <laughs> sick of that French island, island in CONCACAF or whatever that is. Curacao. Curacao. Now this. Well, you know. You My know. brother takes French. And no, I don't take French. Cool. I used to take French. Okay. All right. To Aston Villa. Uh, well, he's a very, very exciting. He can play winger or striker. Um, 
I mean, you know, it looks like he was going to go to Roma, right? Weren't they looking at him? We were looking at him, I think, in January. Yeah, so... Uh, I don't. I mean, Aston Villa. You know, the mid-table teams are are, are making making some moves, uh, making some splash in the cash, as they say. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, one thing that's not on the list: Mohamed Salah to Roma. What do you think about that? And Chesney uh, too. Yeah. Okay. Well, Chesney's confirmed. Um, you know, Chesney. He's never really been that great, but he was like good or average at one point. He was. I mean, obviously, Ospina <laughs> took over him, but I think for that low. You know, initial loan price, it's worth it, but, I mean, we have an option to exercise the 7 million euro uh, price to buy him, and, you know, if you don't want him, then you won't get him, so. But why don't they just get a better young keeper? Yeah, yeah, we were looking at someone. Yeah, we were looking at Sirigu, which probably would have been a lot better. That would have been fantastic. Yeah, that would have been. But we're trying to get Jekko, so we can't, we can't buy everyone. I really, I really think that um, Roma's going to win the Skidetto this year. That's what a lot of people are saying. I, genu- I genuinely but believe A lot of people thought last year was the year since, you know, Conte was on his way out, and, I mean, no one really knew how good Allegri was, so they thought it was going to be, like, a transition year for them. Yeah, but they still had all their players. Yeah, I mean, true. they lost Tevez, Vidal. I mean, they got Kadir, but they lost Tevez, Vidal, Pirlo. Yeah, I'm not sure if Mandzukic is just... He's a good striker. He's not the same... He's not as, like, creative or good with, a, like, good at dribbling right. as Tevez, so I don't think... I guess there's also a chance that Real Madrid eventually buys Morata back. Yeah. They have a lot of strikers. Who? Juventus. Yeah, they do now. Morata. Zaza. Llorente. Dybala. <laughs> I guess we're just saying different strikers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but those are all true, so... And Mandzukic. Just over the years. I mean, they had Tevez, Giovinco. Wow. A lot. Yeah, they had a lot. Um, yeah, so why don't we go into MLS transfers. Sean, this is actually really embarrassing. Before, before I, I just figured out that Sean Wright Phillips was Bradley Wright Phillips' brother. Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> I never heard anything about it. I mean, I knew there was... He played for Man City. Yeah, I know. Remember he scored that really good goal against Vancouver? No, no, I know who Sean Wright Phillips is. I, I just didn't know they were brothers. <laughs> <laughs> that... that. <laughs> well, they're brothers and they're played together. You know, I've been saying on this podcast that... Uh, New York needs more attacking options, so um, he should add that. And it looks like Taylor Twelman said that New York is looking at one more option um, to sign this summer. So New York are making a push, push for first place. Well, not first place, probably second place in the East. Yeah. Uh, and in uh, other news, Gilberto transferred from Toronto FC to Chicago. What do you think about that? Yeah, he was actually waived. He was waived by Toronto and then picked up by um, Chicago. Uh, well, Chicago traded their spot away to Montreal. We'll get to that later. Um, or they traded the discovery clause of Didier Drogba away, which I don't know how they discovered Didier Drogba. I don't understand the discovery clause in MLS. I really don't. Like, if you discover a player, you have the rights. <laughs> I wonder who discovered Messi. <laughs> but um, Gilberto's a very, very good striker. And, you know, ever since ever since Chicago traded Amariqua, they just have, they haven't had a striker. So Gilberto... Good, he's 23-24, Brazilian striker. Uh, he led a lot to the Chicago team. Yeah, we, uh, we just talked about before, former Chelsea player Didi Dare Drogba signed for Montreal Impact. Yeah, good, so. good signing for them. Uh, great signing for them. You know, you know they had Marco Devaio before this, um, before this season. He obviously retired, so they get another star striker. And, you know, I'm actually very excited that Jack McInerney gets to work with someone like Didier Drogba. Uh, wonderful striker. Very, very classy off the pitch. Um, except for that one time when he went off on UEFA after Chelsea lost to Barcelona. But overall, pretty classy off the pitch. 
Um, and yeah, you know, he's a he's an Ivorian hero. Yeah. Which is not really relevant. <laughs> he basically I mean, stopped a civil war. Yeah, no, no, I mean, having a great international track record is always good for MLS in terms of fan base. I mean, I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. You know, like, especially since more and more Premier League players are coming yeah. to MLS. And, you know, Montreal continues their history of bringing in legends. Marco De Vallo, uh, who's, where is he on the Itali- Serie A scoring? Is he top 10? I think he's top 10, yeah. Yeah. And then they brought in Andres Nesta, who was terrible. Um, but he was obviously a very good player at Milan. Um, so, yeah. And they have Piatti up there with Drogba. It should be exciting. Speaking of Italians, I know we're not supposed to get into MLS results and everything, but we did get to see Pirlo make his debut. Man, I wish we got to talk to Ian Joy about Pirlo. I don't know why we didn't mention him that much. I don't, he wasn't confirmed. Oh, he wasn't? Yeah. Oh. And since he technically works for... Although, I mean, Ian did say that Lampard is desperate to get on the field. Where the hell is he? <laughs> <laughs> he signed with NYCFC over a year ago. And he still hasn't played at MLS, man. That's crazy. I, I remember, like, how, how, like, stupid at first it was to, like, like when it was confirmed that he was signed. Like, at first it was, like, like a, like a verbal agreement. Yeah, then, he like, was supposed to come in January. That's what we all thought. Yeah. And then we found out he wasn't, he, he never actually signed for NYCFC. But I think he could have come in, in January, but he just wanted to finish his he season. Didn't, he wasn't an NYCFC player. And, you know, that bugs me. I don't know why he stayed. You know, he made a commitment to NYCFC. Also, he was helping Manchester City compete for the title with Chelsea. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean... I mean, he didn't he didn't celebrate when he scored against Chelsea, but then why the hell are you staying with the team to help them maybe win a title? Yeah. Especially when you made the commitment. I mean, wait, they, I mean, they finished fourth. I mean, either way, though, playing the Premier League against Chelsea. They finished fourth, but they were, for most of the season, they were in second place. Yeah, that's true. So, I don't know. I mean, he's I mean, he's not on the uh, All-Star roster anymore. Dax McCarty replaced him. Also, Jovinko got hurt. I don't it's unclear whether he'll play in the MLS All-Star match. It doesn't seem like he will, which is really a shame cuz he could have destroyed Tottenham center backs. Yeah. Oh, MLS All-Star game Wednesday night. You want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, sure. They're playing Spurs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're playing Spurs. Um It's mostly just a show. Yeah. I mean, it's it's always fun to see. I remember when yeah. we beat Chelsea like three years ago. I think it was. Did we beat Chelsea? We did beat Chelsea. We, we beat Bayern Munich. I think last year. We beat. Is Bayern. that what you're thinking of? No, no, no. We beat we beat we beat Chelsea three years ago in MLS All Star game and, and lost to Roma. Yeah, we yeah we did lose to Roma. I, I mean, guess not we. I, we lost to we. We lost to us. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, because I remember like no one expects us to win that game, and MLS is against uh, Bayern Munich was not probably a better position than we were against Chelsea. Yeah. Do you want to look this up right now? No. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you can while I'm talking, I guess. I'll talk. Um, But, you know, it'll be fun to see DeAndre Edlin play against the MLS All-Stars. That's honestly what I'm looking forward to. Tottenham's got a good young team. Um, I'm also really excited to see the MLS homegrown team play against Club America's U-20s. It'll be an interesting match. That's happening on Tuesday night. Um... So you know we'll get to see we'll get to see some exciting players and Landon Donovan's actually coaching that team. Um, so yeah, uh, let me talk about some other things. Um, it'll be it's a real shame that Joe Vinko might not get to play. We'll we'll see Kai Kamara up top, um, and we'll still see Kaká and well I guess Zuzi is starting. Um, we'll see, we'll still see you know uh, David Villa and some exciting players. So it'll it'll be fun to see them all play together. Uh, and hopefully, hopefully we come out with a win. Yeah. 
Yeah, oh, he did win. I just looked two. it up. It was three to two. Who scored? Chris Wondolowski. Wondo, Chris Pontius. Yeah. And Eddie Johnson? Eddie, uh, I'm not not positive, but it does make sense for him to score in the 90s. Well, point. Chelsea lost to... Yeah, Eddie Johnson. Chelsea lost to um, Red Bull's U21s the, last week. Oh, yeah. We didn't talk about that. We we're not really some... talking about the friendlies. Yeah, there was another Chelsea upset, though, with, with MLS. You know, actually, they didn't... Wasn't there? Portland, Portland, too, beat Newcastle. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but... Yeah, I mean, this doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Although, it's exciting to see those young players compete. Mm-hmm. With, like, Eden Hazard and John Terry. Because those guys played in the match. Yeah. So. Yeah. Wow, it's a short episode today. Yeah, it is a short episode. Uh, we've... Which I'm sure is much appreciated by some of our listeners. Yeah. <laughs> fortunately, uh, I mean, not fortunately, but we still got one more segment to go. Um, oh, yeah. Why, why don't I explain this? It's not right. on our list. I forgot about that. Yeah. So... Before each episode, uh, one of us chooses a player, and they just keep it in their head, and then at the end of the episode, we give the, the player that we were thinking of to the other player, so they just realize it at that point who the player was, and we ask them three questions about that player. We ask, one, what do you think of their game? Two, what do you rate them in the national pool? And three, do you see them um, in 2018, in the 2018 World Cup in Russia? They don't have to be American, and they can be any age as well. Yeah. So you're giving me a name, right? Yeah, today I'm giving you a name. And it's going to be... Yeah, sorry, sorry. I'm kind of deciding this on the spot. But I did have a few ideas. All right. Can you just pick one? Yeah. <laughs> Jackson Martinez, the Colombian who just recently signed for Athletic uh, Madrid. Um, well, first of all, he's going to be at the 2018 World Cup. I mean, that's number three. But <laughs> Really? He'll be 31, 32? Yeah, but he's still the second best striker in their pool. After Baca and... Maybe the first best striker. Yeah. I, I guess I was thinking Falcao, but... Maybe not. Yeah, not... not I mean, he had some young strikers coming up, I think. Yeah. Um, but what I think of his game, very, very good striker. Good in the air, good with his feet. Uh, we saw he was pretty good against... Um, he played in the first leg against Bayern, I think, when they won. Um, so, you know, he's a very, very good... He's a very good player. He should do well with Atletico Madrid. I think Simeone will really get the best out of him. Um, and where do I rate him in the pool? Like I said, he's top two, one or two strikers in the, in the Colombian pool. And, you know... Now that he's not playing at Porto, he might break free from that stigma that, oh, he's playing in Portugal. Yeah. He's playing with Atletico Madrid, which is one of the top teams in the world. Um, so that'll def- he definitely has that going for him. Um, and yeah, he'll be on the World Cup squad. So, good shot, Saho. Good shot. Yeah, you can email us at soccerbrotherspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we have a Twitter for this podcast, at soccerbrospod. My brother's Twitter is at BigTimeBrownie. Mine's at ASR underscore Saho. All that description, or all that information will be in the description. Oh, uh, yeah. Don't forget to review and rate. It's much appreciated. Yeah. Thanks, guys. We're going to get out here. Bye.
ghost, purple iris is the camera can't see. 